typical electric, sort of electric fart free. Hello on the 551 <laughs> podcast. I am Wes Berdine, and I'm joined by Rodrigo Sanchez Cheveria. How are you, man? I'm good. I'm good. We are electric fart free. I like yep. that. Yes. Yeah, there we go. That's uh, it's a new Jan- Janelle Monet record <laughs> dropping, uh, dropping next month. So uh, you're hearing it here. We're going to play that on the second half. Uh, we are joined by Corey Schreppel. It is your first appearance on this podcast. Indeed. Hey, hey, thanks uh, for having me. Welcome. Um, Thank you. Give me, give me your, uh, your the the brief uh, history of your your soccer life. When when did you become a a convert? Uh, say 2007. A, a convert was actually fully a convert once I moved to the Twin Cities for sure. It was Minnesota United up in Blaine. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I work for NPR and the you know the current sponsored them, and they're like, you got to go check out this this thing that's going on up there. And Chrissy um, Pease, you worked yep, with her yep, and. I very good friend. She's an Arsenal fan, unfortunately, yeah, unfortunately for her, but yeah, uh, for everyone. Um, yeah, so I got into that. Uh, lived in Boston for a long time. Ooh. So uh, unfortunately for some people, I'm a Red Sox fan, and you know well, that's okay. We can't li- be perfect. Li- Liverpool on the periphery, and yeah. just kind of started getting into that. And it's really all the shit house it's, stuff. You know what? I'm hitting all the wrong. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, he's starting wrong <laughs> off on this podcast. It's you know perfect. Do it. Great. Anyway. Yeah. So we brought this guy onto the podcast. Yeah. Um, we have you and I have talked before about how terrible a place Boston is. Yeah. Um, so yeah. at least we can uh, we can well, hit that there. And then and then there's a uh, there's a great uh, Twitter question for you that yeah. I, I assume you're an expert on. It's about clam chowder. Um, so on this podcast, we are going to talk. We've got two games to talk about. I didn't forget the Wednesday game this week. I actually made up notes and actually thought about the game. That's because. Uh, hello, are you Wes? You don't. You you always forget Wednesday's games. I, today on? I had a bit more. I had a bit more time. I had a bit more space in my brain. I um. I did. I did just. I won't say this fully because I haven't fully locked it in. I just did find out that I think we're going to be hosting possibly a, a presidential candidate at my bar next week. Oh, so yeah. I have been a little bit like, hello, especially because it's a presidential candidate I happen to like a lot. Um, Andrew Yang. <laughs> it's going to be in my bar. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so we're going to talk about uh, Minnesota versus Portland, Minnesota versus Dallas. Um, we're going to hit uh, first, though, before we do the music, I want to do a little bit of the, the tapas news. Um, Christian Ramirez goes to Houston Dynamo for 250000 in GAM or TAM or whatever. Sham. After having gone at the end of last season or mid uh, about the same time, I guess, last year, right? Yeah, almost. Um, so I think Jeff Ruder said it was when he got transferred to Houston, it was... 366 days yeah. after he got transferred And Jeff to knows everything. Yeah, he huh? does, unfortunately. Um, and that was for, I think, because so some of it was for like add-ons for, bon- for bonus of how he does. So I think it's probably more like 500,000 in GamTam because it was, I just added it up again. I went back to an article and it was like 500 plus 250 in special bonus or maybe it was like 550 and 200 in special bonus i hope there was like a but i remember special bonus for for scoring your goal, scoring a goal on your very <laughs> on your first, debut yeah, yeah. Your debut i mean but he's got to have that yeah. in his contract but it's not yeah. it's exponential I, don't, I don't know what the bonus is for him but at least the add-on was for what we would send to what we would get from la um and so uh it it is kind of surprising that i know that basically it was vancouver and houston in for him I'm kind of surprised. There's probably what ten teams out there that don't have a lot of uh, DP money that sure could use a goal scorer. And I'm kind of surprised he didn't go for four hundred. You know, to to New England yeah. or to 
Did that did that news surprise you guys at all? I mean, I don't know if uh, the breakdown of of the trade, but um, like, is he is he just going there for the rest of the season, or is this like uh, he was transferred there? He's so transferred. whatever his contract is, so okay, he, yeah. so he's got like at least another year. Then okay, yeah, yeah. So he'll be yeah. I mean, that that that, that is a bit surprising, but at the same time, um, I don't think he'll be his last stop. To be honest, so I mean, uh, he was. I was surprised he didn't go to ask to Kansas City. I thought you know I think they were looking for a number nine. Um, I was kind of surprised that they weren't in the market or they weren't actively pursuing him. I know that there were some rumblings about him last year at this point going to yeah. SKC, and I was honestly surprised that they didn't go there. Um, I, I think it's um, I think it's actually it's he's a really tough player because he's um, he's obviously super skillful with his feet. He can obviously score goals. Um, but he's not. His athleticism has always been a problem, right? Holding up the ball, heading the ball. He's not the fastest player, um, and so I think a team like SKC and I, I haven't watched them much this year. Yeah. I don't know if they've fully transitioned out of the really high intensity stuff. Yeah. I know that talking to a couple MLS people, I was asking about what they thought about LAFC and mm-hmm. why he didn't fit there. They thought that like Diamandi has Diamande has a, more of the like athleticism required to do yeah. a lot of that work yeah he's and got so, that 1v1 he can he can yeah. dribble around someone he's physical he's he's fast uh I, I people mean, have always what we said that ramirez is more of a finesse player and, and ramirez needs to be fed the ball just like in his goal um he was fed and he was into space and now all he had to do was just fire a trigger could yeah. you, which was yeah. never what happened in an lafc every time he was just dragging defenders his job was just to Clear up space for either Vela or anyone yeah. else to step up and, and shoot, f- and fade off, fade off a defender, get yeah. the ball and shoot it. I mean, they, I was telling you before the West, before the, before we started uh, taping that that goal in Houston reminded me a lot of his first goal with Minnesota United at yeah in Portland. In Portland, yeah, it just yeah. takes the takes the ball at the top of the box, turns around, shoots. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, this time he did. Uh, so yeah, he scored in the Houston loss in Philly. He did a little bit of like a pop it up to myself, and then like a Ralph Macchio cr- <laughs> crane kick. Um, so I, I yeah. appreciate it. I mean, I I rarely turn on other MLS teams. I turned this one on. I'm obviously I'm a big Christian fan. Uh, he says that he's going to meet me in Houston to watch the Open Cup final because oh, I'll be said there. That? Yeah, he said that, and then I like messaged him and I was like, "Look, and I'm going like, to tentatively put this in the books. If you can't do it, that's fine." And he's like, "No, it sounds you know, but yeah. like we'll yeah. see." You Usually, I'm very used to being ditched by people yeah. like him. I just I just looked so. up his transfer from last year. It was. 250 in GAM in 2018, 250 in GAM in 2019, 100 in TAM in 2018, 200 in TAM in 2019. So it was like 850-some plus 200 in future allocation money based on his performance. Oh, so, so it was 850 plus. It was 850 plus. plus. Oh, it was over a million. Whatever article I read was wrong or I read it wrong. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so that is a, a crazy drop, and it, it makes you look at LAFC and be like, well, that was a shitty piece of business on your they, part, but... just can afford it. But, but I mean, they're, then again, they're stacking themselves up. I mean, yeah. they picked up the yeah. Ecuadorian defender, yeah. and then they yeah. picked up... They're, lo- they're looking to pick up Brian, the other Brian Fernandez. Yeah, I think, <laughs> that, I think that they're going to do all right this year, I yeah, think. I, yeah, I, the way they, I mean, the way they were playing this week, last week, Recent game, it wasn't. If anyone needs to play less, it's probably the Canadian. But that's just my opinion. Okay. So other topics news: uh, Mike Petke fired by RSL for going on a crazy rant at the referees using the P word uh, in Spanish. Um, uh, so hom- homophobic slurs, and then the crazy. We talked about this, I think, back when it happened that he like then like wrote a sign that said the word and like wrote a note and then handed it in, which is. Um, 
I, I get that this is a serious subject. Really fucking hilarious. Still, even if, like it's just like he went out of his way to write it down and then hand it to them. I imagine, like, That's, I really hope that he, like, I imagine that he wrote it in crayon with his opposite hand and then just right, right. delivered I, it I, under I'm the dressing like room door. Like a third or fourth grade, do you like me? So, type of letter. Oh I was God. like, I was like, I was like, yes. Yeah. No, and that's what he handed Cir- it. Under, circle which under one? The you? Tape. Are yeah. you a <laughs> yes or no? Um, it's fired. Um, uh, yeah, I get. I I really like the guy. Obviously, he has anger issues. Um, uh, hopefully, that we have. He hasn't really responded publicly to it, and so hopefully, he responds well to it and uh, owns up to it. You know, he obviously uh, on many occasions in the past has been um, outspokenly pro. LGBTQ issue, yeah. uh, people issues, you know, hosts a show with a queer woman. And so, I, uh, you know, whatever. It happened. It sucks. Uh, and, and I'm glad that they took a stand on it. Yeah. But uh, I read today that he was offered the option to resign. Yeah. And he chose not to. And, and the reason is, he did yeah. that is he wants, he doesn't, yeah. He wants his full contract. Oh, for sure. He doesn't, yeah. 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 You don't resign for that. No. Yeah. Um, so uh, next is just EPL is back. Um, that means EPL fantasy time. Um, you can join any week, anytime in the Black Heart League. I'll, I'll every once in a while post it out or just hit me up and I'll give you the code. Um, this week's winner, every week you can win um, drinks at the, the next weekend. Alex Rosheim. Um, Alex, send me a DM or email at info at blackheartstp.com or just slop, stop, <laughs> slop in. Stop in next week uh, during uh, Saturday or Sunday out. mornings and I'll, I'll get you a drink. Um, and then next week we'll announce another winner. But um, uh, Liverpool are back. Yeah. Do you want, I'll give you, a, uh, I'll give you your, your Liverpool moment. I mean, you know, they look great. They, you know, I was the second half of the Man City game at the uh, Community Shield. Looked, looked like mid-season form. That's the Liverpool that we all know. They looked really bad the first half. Um, this match was great. Uh, Allison went out in the 39th minute with what I thought was a ruptured Achilles. Just no contact, went to kick the ball, and he, he went down. Yeah, his foot um, fell off. Klopp said today in a press conference, or yesterday, whenever this goes out, um, uh, he's, like, he's going to be out six weeks at least okay. is what he's hearing. And so... So Adriano is the guy? Yeah, Adrian from West Ham. Adrian. You know, he came in, did a great job. Um, they're going to be – I'm fine with them. They're going to be great. I think Oxlade-Chamberlain is coming in. He's going to be healthy this year. Yeah. They're gonna, their depth is going to be better. They're going to have not, you know, four or five concurrent injuries in their defense and their midfield. So. And this weekend they right. play Southampton, right? They play Chelsea on Chelsea. Wednesday in the Super Cup. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And then they play Southampton on – yeah, Saturday Sa- at nine. Saturday, Saturday. Yeah, because yeah. I was going to say, we'll, we'll be open uh, at the bar for the Super Cup, but then um, this Saturday, in part to like uh, jumpstart, it's hard to like get people to change EPL habits, uh, watching yeah. habits, and I'm trying to get people out for that. So 9 a.m., all, there's all the games going on, and then 10 a.m. we'll have FC St. Pauli as well. Um, but I'm going to be giving away two U.S. Women's National tickets during that um, game period so it'll basically be oh, like man. come in it's a and, hot ticket yeah and like just come in and like you'll be one of like 10 people and then you can sell the tickets I don't give a shit what you do with them or you can go to the game uh, they're pretty decent tickets I think they're only like $70 tickets so they're not like the crazy ones because I had to buy them myself <laughs> but um anyway so please come into that Bundesliga is also back so on Sunday Union uh, Berlin uh, play Leipzig I'm going to pronounce that but 
Union because I was criticized for saying Union Berlin. Uh, it's going to eventually, by the end of the season, just be Onion Berlin. So the Berlin Onions Not are, are playing. Onion from uh, Arrested Development. Onion? No, who's that? Okay. Cool. Good, good reference. <laughs> Nailed it. Uh, do you have any... I mean, City were amazing. I, I My thought is like... Is this really going to be boring this year? And I don't think it was really boring last year. But once you just see City just steamroll a team, and Liverpool too, just Norwich just looked helpless. But it's boring, like isn't it? City didn't even play their A team. Yeah, you know, you look at you look at I think what was Aguero was on the bench. Um, I forget who else was on the bench, but it was it was not their 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 prime starting eleven, and it's just infuriating. Like was it Jose Mourinho said like. Who's going to win? Who are the best teams in the Premier League? And yeah. It was Man City, Tottenham, Liverpool, Man City's B team. Yeah. And it's like, you know, Tottenham looked look, look flat the first half, and that was... Uh... Oh, I thought I knew it was just going to be one of those days, and then I had to go home, because I opened the bar both uh, mornings. Yeah. I had to go home, and I'd be like, I'm going to go to the zoo with my kids. So I left the game, and then Spurs scored three goals, so... Apparently that's uh, it's going to be what has to happen this year. Yeah, Aston Villa's uh, good old boy Jack. He really he he really Titanic a lot of those plays. So. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Newcastle. Um, you. Uh, I watched that because I was obviously working. I'm um, sorry. Versus Arsenal. I thought actually Newcastle was all right. I think Arsenal. It's just going to be. Oof. Arsenal and Chelsea are going to. It's just going to be. It's just a, and a I don't race know. I mean, to the. It, it, it was it was a game. Like, race to the Everton's. You know how like people <laughs> complain about you know NFL preseason games, right? Like, yeah. It totally felt like that. Like people mm-hmm. weren't connecting any passes. Mm-hmm. They were just, and this is and if this is the game that this is the type of style that Newcastle is going to play, it's going to be extremely frustrating just because there was no way to connect any passes. We were losing the ball out of out of the out of our defensive third. I mean, and Miguel Miron was getting the ball, and sure he was flopping, but he he wasn't. He, there was nobody up there with him. Like there wasn't. There he was, was on no, an island for most of the game. Like he was. He wasn't doing much. No, no, no. There, there was like there was no connection. There was like, is it one of those things that you? Yeah, I get it. It's the first couple of games, right? But those are the things as a coach like make sure as they fix it in practices, right? And there's no way you should be losing the ball in your defensive third when you're trying to pass out. I mean, that's just not. And you know they had their chances. I mean, Arsenal did what you know, just pretty much parked it, and they weren't doing too much as well. But when Newcastle, Newcastle was was doing all right, it's just I don't know. I mean, if it's, if, I'll give it a couple of games, but you know, I I just don't want to be in a fight for relegation like we were when we first. I couldn't believe how little in. you know. Arsenal were not good this game. No, and I couldn't believe how little. Newcastle tried to take it to them. They looked like th- there was like no urgency. There was no like run, you know, people running around being right. like, let's, and, and, let's, and, and, yeah, yeah, there's no, that's, that's the kind of style I've been told that yeah. you're, you're going to get is it's, it's not the, the Rafa style where we, you know, we're actually trying to build out of something. No, it's just try to find a spot or try to play the long ball. And I was like, how I, Steve I, Bruce gets jobs is, I have no idea. A, and I'm really extremely frustrated by that. Yeah. But I'm giving, I'm giving them at least three games. But the problem is, is, you know, I think Newcastle has has tough three, at least three games coming up that are just not easy games at all. So, yeah. so if we start out zero and three, I'm pretty sure Steve is going to hear about it. So. Couldn't Newcastle get like Eddie Howe or like I don't. Anyway, let's I mean, they, uh, let's. They we've got Rondon and then and then, yeah. and then and then Perez, and that's like what twenty something goals yeah. in last season. It's like let's let's uh we've got two Minnesota United games to talk about, so let's uh, take a break. 
We'll listen to Big Quarters and then come back and do the deed. Here on the 551 podcast, it's Wes, Corey, and Rodrigo. Uh, let's do this, guys. Let's talk about this fact. Minnesota United are in a motherfucking uh, cup final after beating Portland. This is a pretty big deal. Yeah, it's huge. Um, it was uh, so excited. Uh, yeah, well, you're, you're, apparently the the energy Listen, has, I, has drained out. I, I, since... I work in public radio. This is about as excited <laughs> as we yeah, get yeah, out yeah, here. Okay. Uh, I, I mean that that was uh, one of the one of the better feelings I've had uh, for Minnesota in a long time. I'm pretty damn excited, actually, and I'm I'm kind of bummed that I won't be able to go. I thought I was going to have to just stay here just so I could like make sure the party goes off and also help host it and just keep the energy there. But apparently, I I planned my vacation wrong. Um, just blame Orlando. That's what I did. Yes, yeah, yeah. I I mean, I do every time. But um, let's let's talk about um before we talk about the gravity of being in a Cup final. Uh, Minnesota won this game two to one. Yet again, another handball in the box. Um, what I liked about this is that apparently, and now I don't even know who I've heard this from, so it might be like it's now apocryphal, but I don't care. I, I choose to believe it. <laughs> I remember seeing Ozzy run up to uh, Darwin when he's taking the PK, and I'm just like, okay, I don't know what's going on there. But apparently Ozzy hears one of Darwin's old teammates at Club America mm-hmm. talking about, oh, Darwin always goes to the Keepers right. left. Yeah, to the Keep, keeper's, keeper's left. left yep. right. And so Ozzy runs up to Darwin and says, they just told the keeper this. You should go the other way. Darwin goes the other way. And man, uh, Steve Clark, right, Steve Clark was, he was going to cover anything to, to his left. Because he, yeah. he jumped past the post. He fully committed. Yeah. And, uh, and we score and, uh, and we're off to the races. Um, I don't know if there's, if you can even remember this game, but, um, what what stood out to you about these guys? Uh, who who stood out in particular? No one remembers the game. I mean, for me, the the not to jump ahead, but the for me, it's that Molino toy link up. Mm-hmm. It's what like the third or fourth goal where Molino lobs a thirty forty yard pass over the over the back line. Yeah, I don't know. Toy if, settles it and then buries it. And I don't know if he and Toy are like roommates on the road or something like that, but if they're not, like get them together, do a buddy cop movie yeah. with those two because I mean Molino and Toy, that sounds like a buddy cop movie. Yeah. But I mean it's like Molino's just been telling Toy the whole time like if you're in this position, if I'm going to if this is how it's set up, just peel off the back off the back shoulder. It's do, coming to you that way. Do you know do you know what Molino's nickname is? No. Hot boy. Oh yeah, yeah. Of course that one. Hot boy toy. Hot boy, Hot toy. boy toy. Anyway, I yeah. think that there's something here. I think we need to combo that. Um, yeah, I think if you're going to set up a team attacking wise, I think if you're going to put Quintero in there, you kind of have to put just Angelo. I think that's the only way those two ever connected anything, right? Um, but Quintero and Toy just there's no there's no connection there whatsoever. I mean, I think Ethan. Had had a had a decent. Uh, you know, he's always his work rate is always admirable. Like him and Miguel's work rate is almost admirable, and I think, I think Chase is becoming one of those people that you know gets is 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 gonna be planted at it until we get our the visas approved. Yeah, Mumbai and then yeah. Mumbai, and we'll see what happens with that. 
Um, and then I think um, the announcement in the, at halftime of, of, of Tommy Chacon mm-hmm. was one of those. Chacatom. No, you stopped that. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm going to do it. It's my. I'm gonna, it's just like the librarian. Yeah. It's going to yeah, yeah, catch it's gonna, on. Yeah, it's going to stick just like the librarian. Just, it's going to catch fire throughout yeah, the supporters. Yeah, no one's going to be toying around. Oh, oh really? Yeah. You're going to get cut off the podcast yeah. soon. Um, uh, I, yeah, I mean... I guess there's a lot in what you what you just said. There is certainly a there's an existing pattern of how things work now with Angelo and, and Darwin now that they seem to be clicking a bit. Um, that doesn't work as well with Molino and what but they just haven't had as much time, I guess. And Toy and Molino happen to be in the, the game at the same time a lot of times. Um, but you're just saying you didn't see that clicking uh, in the I don't want to jump too far ahead, but in the Dallas game either or um, n- I mean, here's the thing, right? We, and everyone knows, and I've said it many times on this podcast, my main objective for us is to be able to secure the home playoff, right? U.S. Open Cup is great if we get what we get. Yep. And it, it's, it's amazing what we've been able to do. But you knew uh, because of what had happened previously against Portland that we were going to, we, we were going to try to, uh, try to send the best squad out there to, to be able to do that. And I think Heath made, um, you know, and it's not the first time this season, but, you know, he made good good, good substitutions that were able to produce something. And I think everyone knows that, you know, if you keep the game simple specifically for, for a, a young attacking player, you know, you know that's, that's one of the things you need to do. And that's what Molino does. He's just, he'll chip the ball mm-hmm. to a spot. And we know Toy. I mean, Toy. Toy's not the fastest player, but he's faster than any of those defenders that yeah. Portland had. And it, his starting, which was, which was, which is a controversy in itself. I mean, they didn't have, um, you know, what I would say the strongest back line, but I, but they gamble with, um, you know, with, with playing uh, Fernandez and uh, and company out, out, out as wide as they could, and and it worked at times. But it's just there's no. It was no cohesiveness as much as as much as it was, and then we were just in that counter, and that's that's that that has been our identity. The, the team A, right, that that you put with Quintero, um, Quintero and Angelo, are uh, the people that look for each other, try to build up quickly, right? Try to hold up the ball, try to make someone run, um, and the real counter style Carasal team is Molino Molino Toy, right? Yeah. You get a quick quick turnover, you quickly take a quick peek. If you're in the right position, the ball is going to a certain spot, and you just run and see who who can get to it first. And I think that's what you're starting to see now is seeing Molino and Toy come in second half, or Toy comes in on the second, you know, 60th minute, 70th minute, and that's the that's our playing style now in the in the second half. We put in the super subs. You're a true counterattacking team like that, rather than yeah. Angelo's hold up play. Right. I mean, that's what's gonna we're gonna have to see what's going on with uh, with Lude, how his uh, time. And is uh, you know experience grows and grows because that's what I would like to do. I mean, I don't, I I literally have been an advocate of not having Quintero and Molino on at the same time. As I think it's just as much as we think a lot of offense is great. I think if it's just overlapping and they're stepping on each other's boundaries, it just becomes counterproductive. Yeah. And you know, as, if you let Molino play um, and you let Toy up there, you know, you'll be able to get something at least. One one of the odd things, so so this game, uh, 
uh, Lude did start, and I don't know if you have any thoughts on him. That so table that question for a second. But one of the odd things you do see now is that you we have been winning, or you know we had what an eleven game unbeaten streak. Yeah, in all competitions. Then, yeah, um, with a certain group of players, right? And Dotson was benched. Miguel has been benched. Ethan, I think it, it's hard to tell what's going to happen, but you might have. Uh, Lude, Molino, and Darwin, and Ethan coming on as a sub. So you've got him benched a bit, and um, and you wonder like why like why are we messing with something that seems to be working? And maybe sometimes you just need to do that just to keep people fresh. But it seems to me pretty quickly that Miguel is on the outs. Uh, we don't know about Ethan Dotson is now just viewed as the backup in every position. And so I wonder, uh, you know, I wonder if like we're going to have now is, is, uh, Chacon, is he going to displace someone or, you know, how is he going to be worked into the lineup? Um, it, it seems unlikely he'll come in and kick Quintero right out, but you, you know. never know. Right. Yeah. I mean, he plays as a 10 and I don't know his, his, uh, this uh, film reel, it's, it's 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 pretty interesting how he attacks and goes forward and look. It, it, you know, he's physical, right? He's he really likes to attack and fight for that ball. Way more so physical he, than I was at eighteen. Yeah, well, yeah, you know. <laughs> Let's that's, that's, get physical, physical. Okay, we're cutting that out, right? No, no. I'm just joking. <laughs> but I just think I think I think I think Chacon has very good options to be uh, either to replace Gregush or to replace Quintero. And that depends on the tempo of, of of the game. It is right because right now we don't have. If we if we if we take out Gregor, who do you put in there? I still think Dotson can work there. If you've I got think Dotson could work there, yeah. but I think Dotson's but but Dotson needs needs is being molded to take over Ozzy's yeah. spot when he needs to. And I think yeah. that is the right that is the right approach. But I also think that he's so he has he still has so much skill in different positions that he can just uh, be that person that you play anyway. I hear you say that about him, but I have I've not seen any evidence that he's being uh vetted to do that Aussie role and we'll get to that in the Dallas game. Um but I want to just just finish up with this Portland thing um to say that the team is obviously very lucky. That last second uh the cross comes in uh Manone parries it, it bounces off the attacker, mm-hmm. it hits the post. And then Metnier close, uh, clears, you know, it. clears yeah. it off. It was half an inch from going in. Yeah. Uh, and so Minnesota did get lucky in this game. We've talked about how lucky they've been this season. And luck is just fine with me. I'm not not criticizing them for having good luck. But, man, it, it, it got lucky. Because Portland, in both games... Portland were Minnesota's equal, and Minnesota had a little bit of extra stuff there. Um, yeah, that um, that assist though, and that goal by Brian Fernandez, that was that was pretty. Yeah, yeah, and Fernandez and uh, Paredes uh, then coming in front of the Wonder Wall and taunting. Yes, tell me about that. taunting. Oh. Taunting. Tell well, me about that. Well, Fernandez does the ear thing, and then Paredes does the hands up. You know, the I'm, I'm trying, I'm doing it now. I don't know how we describe it, but the hands up, fist shake at the crowd, right of the celebration thing. Uh, I was very pissed and uh, flicked them off, and someone was like, "Oh, that's classless." I was like, "You know what? If they are, uh, if they're celebrating in front of us, they can go fuck themselves, and I'm going to show my two fingers to just show them how to fuck themselves." <laughs> uh, 
Um, it's an instructional podcast. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, anything else on that? I, I think overall, it was just really interesting just to be be able to see, you know, the the two the two different attacking faces that we have. Like for the longest yeah. time, and uh, and and the podcast, but overall, it was just like we were always asking, "What is this team's identity?" Mm-hmm. And for the longest time, we're like, we have no idea. <laughs> We've gone from a three-five-two to, I don't know, four-two-three-one. We've gotten yeah. so many formations, so many people being plugged into play, that you know, it, it it looks like, it looks like finally we're beginning to understand that we play defense, and we counterattack. And, and how do we be, counterattack? And I think, yeah. and I think, and I think that is that that is the way that that that, that this team. Um, it's most successful at. I mean, if you really think about it, um, you know the reason you put in a Finley at a halftime or you start a Finley is because he can. He has that. He has. He can. He has that change of pace, and he. But he just. He just has one way. He just runs one way. He doesn't. He doesn't really. So he gets stuck to the win. He tries to cross the ball over. Or tries to get in there. Or tries to get fouled or whatever. I or, think or tries to take it around. He's got. He's got better one about one on one cut. stuff. Yeah. yeah. He's gotten better about making that cut right around the around the top of the box or, or yeah. close enough, and I think that's what he needs to do more. Just slow down because he's going so fast. Anyone who's chasing him, even if he just stops the ball, the momentum is just going to carry them over, and he's going to create space to either go in and shoot uh, or or pass it off to it. I think that's what was interesting to be able to see that we have two options of how we can create offense, and I think uh, with the new additions of players that we're getting, it should be really interesting to see what it will be like, right? I think if if Tomas Chacon is, is, is what it's all hyped up to be, then I don't see how Gregor sticks to his spot. I'm I'm curious to see how our midfield, like playing out of the black how to, playing out of the back, how Ozzy and Goose and our central midfield adapts to the different attacking styles of our you know, our our wingers and our forward when you know it goes from somebody like Darwin and Angelo to a Molino and Toy, like how do they adapt? Yeah, that's and that's a good that's, that's going to be the the interesting for me to think thing for me to watch for the rest of the season. I want to I'm going to break up the Minnesota United segment so we can talk about that. But before the break, I do want to talk about how I am I'm extremely excited to be in a Cup final. It's such a big moment. Uh, I, when when Minnesota got to its last big moment of NSC Minnesota Stars winning and then getting to another final. I was in like the infancy stage of my. So when we won that first year, it was not was my. Was that 2007? It, uh, 2011. Um, it, it was like my second year supporting the team. And so I didn't have like a. I felt like it was. This was awesome. I celebrated, but it didn't feel the way like winning this Open Cup final would would be way bigger than that. Right. Because yeah. I have so much more attachment to this team, so much of my life intertwined, so much stupid hours of my life put into this team that um that it's great to finally do it and to go up against atlanta um uh which is it's like it's just seemingly perfect i wish we were hosting it that's the only thing that would just make it perfect um but again it's gonna be it's gonna be badass i'm afraid that we're gonna just we're gonna philadelphia union it right just get to the final twice and just poop shit our pants but um and it's still a chance to to get that moment to have a chance at a trophy, right? A cup final is a cup final. Like you know, you know, the arguments aside about wanting the home playoff game, which I I would prefer, 
but a cup final is a cup final and it's a big deal for this team and it's a big deal for for their identity moving forward it's it's a it's showing some results some real results in a competition and i think that's it's huge win or lose it's going to be great i mean apparently we have like 250 some people going down there already. yeah i think like, it'll, we're, I think we're, it'll we're, we're about to hit a record to grow yeah um let's take a break we'll come back and we'll um we'll be a little bit we'll we'll come down a bit saying that um, we need to up if we win we'll need to update the crappy old Lockhart uh, song to at Megatron's butthole we won the cup <laughs> back on the 55-1 podcast I'm Megatron. Wes and uh, Rodrigo and Corey are here with me let's talk about Dallas uh, 5-3 they won uh, I will wait they won or we lost uh pfft. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> that is the question. Um, let me. So I would say going into this, I would assume that both of you thought we would be very lucky to win. We're probably going to draw or lose, right? I, I had this as a loss. I don't yeah, know yeah. anyone was surprised Did, at all. Does does going into it thinking it's a loss, which I d- it will be a loss, make it feel any better? Yeah. Does it? Okay, because it for me it for does. Me, for me it, it does. For me. Wait, you thought it was going to be a draw, right? No, I thought it was going to be a loss. I, I like a one zero. I've been doing yeah. my positivity thing, but like, but I just I thought like, look, did you watch the game or did you gonna, like take a? a no, I, I went to I went to went to the bar. We watched it, and uh, um, I wasn't mad about this game, but I, I I did it did feel like, oh man, even going into this, you looked at it and like you said, who did they win or did we lose? Um, you went into it and thought we rested. We 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 changed out all these players. We were still in this game. Like yeah, if you talk about my feelings of what should have happened, but I don't know. You 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 felt you were like fine. You you I, you had to VPN I, I w- in. To yeah, get, I had to because you yeah. know Fox Sports North got pulled from Sling, so I couldn't yeah. watch it. So I had to do some things. Uh, it's a bar you can watch it. Yeah, I know. I know. I was gonna jump on the light rail though. Yeah. It, oh my gosh. Um, the the thing I was going into it expecting a draw at best, a, a loss at, at worst. Um, I think we were in it, and then it's the same thing. It goes three three. We get invested. I'm like, oh, we can pull this out. We can we can hold a draw. We can park mm-hmm. the bus. We can, you know, go to a four one four one or whatever we do. Um, and we just we just lost it. Like our our man marking in the box was awful. And oh. it was just, it was abysmal. I, the, the thing that was really surprising to me is you look at that midfield three with, what was it, Martin, Schuler, and Olam. Oh, yeah. All of we, we gave we gave away the ball so much in the midfield. Oh. Um, it, it was, we had I, three people in there. We could have had six of them in there, and it would have been. I was, I was extremely surprised that Gregus didn't come on at halftime or somebody to to have some stability because who do you have you have minone you have minone in goal you have boxel at back and then if you had goose you know at midfield there's your spine that at least creates some familiarity from from the back line going up through midfield let me let me take you one further let me let me uh because i want to go back to what you said rodrigo about uh hasani dotson being the the understudy for ozzy alonso why would you not put 
what you think if if we think that this is what the team thinks what you think is a future midfielder whether or not you think he's a goo, uh, an 8 or 6 whatever why wouldn't you put him in in that role chase gasper has played like what six games in a row he's really that gassed like he can play another game on this weekend why did we have to move him to a position that he's not good at or he's not uh, he was not good in this game at hasani um, like it is not his natural position. No one thinks he's a future left back. Why would you do that rather than until you want to go with Schuler and Olam and Martin? I thought Martin was pretty good in this game. Um, great assist. Considering, yeah, great assist. Um, uh, Olam was, and I hate to say this, he was garbage fire. Yeah. Um, I've been so, saying, right? I mean, yeah, you have been. Yeah. Great. I've been saying, but no one, everyone seems to be getting defensive when I try to go after Larry. But he really, extremely looks slow and old. Yeah, uh, I think for me, even though he had an assist, I think, and, and I think, yeah, to me, it's just, uh, just I understand. Like when you have to plant and park it, and he has to have the game in front of him, I think he's functional. But when he's in the role where he needs to be. When it's a back and forth, and you need to create it, you need to move up and down. It's just, it's just not going to be a go. And, and 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 to the to to try to go on the on the question of like where do, you, why do you start uh, Dotson on the uh, on the left? It's, it's just that, it's just you you is is back to the twenty seventeen. It's just plug and play. Yeah. You just pick whoever is the freshest and you throw them in there because you don't really care what the score or the outcome of this game was going to be. Yeah. yeah. And and because even like. I would say was Ga- Gasper wasn't on the bench. He wasn't even, even on the bench. No, um, I think it was Almsberg was the only defensive sub. Yeah, and so and we didn't use him. We didn't use him. Why did? Would you have though? I mean, would you, I mean, put, a, I mean, would you put him at right back? I mean, look at look, look at no, look at it. I mean, I mean like could he done any worse than what Dotson was doing? Barrios was owning him, like literally. I mean, I what I would have uh, look. I would have rather had Miguel at left back. Yeah, but Miguel, he got subbed out yeah, first. Yeah. Right? Uh, and, and so that's why, and Miguel comes out, right? Miguel comes out. Miguel didn't have a great game. I thought the first 30, 20 to 30 minutes, I thought Miguel, Finley were fantastic, right? Yeah. The whole front line was pressing. They were energy, whatever. Um, it didn't look great, no. but they were at least committed to this game. Yeah. Uh, Miguel comes out rather than, right? So why are we committed to this 4 3 3 as well, right? So why do we need those three central midfielders? Because they're fucking useless. Um, and so. Why not? Okay, you want Darwin to come in, take out Schuler or take out Olam, uh, and then go to the to the formation that we know and that the team plays in all the time. Which is what they eventually went to at the toward the end of the game, didn't they? Uh, I think it more was more like a four four two, right? Because Schuler goes yeah. out left, yeah, and then uh, and then you had uh, Toyend and Lottie up top, yeah. So there's just a lot of decisions about this game where. It is just like, well, why did we need to swap out nine players? Um, that, like, well, I mean, I think, I mean, at least to me, it's pretty obvious. You, 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 you we're planning on being competitive in this game. Yeah, yeah, okay. that, that, that's that's just and, simple, simple as it gets. I mean, like, if if you take the core out of your starting rotation, then you really are not planning to to be competitive at all. You have no cohesion. You have, yeah, you have, I mean, there's no like, familiarity. You know, I mean, and, and I and I get it. I mean. I think Manly just, I mean, a lot of the players who got a chance to play totally got exposed 
to and, and, and see where 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 they may be next year is it's it's a whole different question now. Yeah. And I, I think that one of the really frust this happened a lot the first two years, right? Where we go to New England and you put in eight guys who are or five guys who like uh um like the first time Carter Manley played, I right, think the it was Red that Bulls New England, right? Yeah. Red Bulls, yeah. yeah. He got destroyed, right? Because you're putting him in this in situations to fail, right? You're you're swapping out all these guys, and then you're saying like, okay, be good, rather than swapping out three guys, right? You you could you could put Toy in there. A lot of the swapping out that happened in this game was like, well, you're swapping them out for guys who were starters last month. So it's not like it was that weekend of a squad. But you've got Manly, you've got Dots in the wrong position, you've got uh, uh, you know Schuler who has not really played. He played 90 minutes, even when he was starting every week. He was uh, he was only 70 <laughs> minutes ready, right? You, 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 I you, I just found a way you, to talk you, with my hands know, and right. hit a water a, a wine bottle that was. Three feet away from me, so that's bad. You, you, you do have quite the wingspan, though. I do. Yeah. That's how much I talk with my hands, podcast <laughs> listeners. Anyway, I, I, it's like, it's just like why put these people in positions to fail? Where so now, Manly, he's he's trying to uh, um, like basically audition for his job next year, and you mean at, at Madison? Yeah, at Madison, but I mean, as an MLS player. And like, okay, you're putting Martin. Colin Martin definitely is trying to prove that he's an MLS player. I yeah. think he did really well considering the situation. Um, you know, but but he's not in a, the position where it's like, well, we're not playing our normal formation. I'm not showing off my best attributes. Not like the team. Not like Heath should be setting up the team to to do that. But like, you want young players to not go out there in the first two times, three times that anyone sees them or, or that they get to have professional minutes, they're set up to fail. That just breeds uh, lack of confidence and more failure. And so that's that right. really that, frustrates. That also spells not development at all, right, it, to, it, to those young players that you're trying to get there. But, at, at the, I mean, from the get-go, like, I think what you have to look at is that um, the staff looked at this position as like, we'll put out this squad. And if we get a win, awesome. If we tie, we're still happy. If we lose, it's okay, because we have yeah. two games against two. We have two home games against two very possible, uh, you know, winnable winnable games at home that you can pick up the the six points and you can rest you can rest a bit and then you you have a much better chance of getting Taylor Twelman. Twelman yeah. will be happy. Yeah. 20 points of the next the was, 10 games. Yeah, yeah, we're yeah. only three points away from 12 yeah. and uh, yeah, exactly. predictions. But the, but the, yeah. but, but, the Colorado Rapids but, are coming with the plague. They are. Sorry. Yeah, they, Corey, but the, but the, the whole thing about, you know, if you're going to play the kids, which they weren't all kids, but if you're going to play all these guys, play them in the system that they've been training, training in. Yep. That they've been, you know, here's all of our tactics. tactics. Here's our whatever yeah. perceived identity as a team. Play it like that. Don't switch them to a four-three-three when you've swapped out nine of the eleven. Yeah, and who like in a four-three-three there with uh, that lineup? Who's who? Who's supposed to be the creative force? Where the it looked like Colin Martin was supposed to right. be the creative force. Yeah, and so actually, and he's not a ten. That's great. Good for him. He gets a chance to showcase that, and he did that. That uh, assist to Finley was superb. It was beautiful. beautiful. Um, it was very Molino to toy, except for breaking the lines. But yeah. um, but like. You know, you're you're asking then 
uh, Finley and Ibarra and Toy to all play, or, or Rodriguez, I guess, started. Yeah. So um, to, to play in ways that they, they aren't used to on the road. And it did work in Montreal, right? Montreal's a very different team. Yeah. Um, and so I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a... You know, it's just... Just like we've been saying that we've been lucky, you know. Sometimes it's good to be lucky, and sometimes you get, you know, you it's it's good to be good. But you know, we've been lucky lately. Our, our luck just ran out. I mean, I think that's just, and I yeah. think it's, I think it's fair. Like I understand, you know, people being frustrated, losing five three the way that we lost is never a fun, a fun thing to watch. But at the same time, um, you know, teams that were chasing us didn't do too well as as well that's either. True. So I mean, we're still in third because yeah. Seattle Seattle had a draw. Salt Lake won. Galaxy lost. Galaxy lost. Houston lost. What else was uh, there? It doesn't even matter. Timbers yeah, won. A, yeah. I think. Yeah, Timbers so, won, but that's yeah. But they're still they're, they're still, still in, chasing to be. They're in still in eight. No, they're right no, now. they're they're um they have thirty four points they, they, though, they the and we have yeah. what thirty eight. Yeah, so, so I mean we yeah. we could literally be in seventh if we lose our next game and yeah. every you know yeah. So it is it's extremely tight. I'm not I'm not too broken up about this game, but when I look at when you look at it and it's like. We were in this game, and really the, the reason that we lost was not because Boxall and Coleman. I thought they didn't have great games. Vito didn't have a great game. No. But it was because, like, I, I, I did my notes on all these goals, and it's like, Coleman uh, overcommits, no midfield, tracks the next runner, Manley completely loses, Hollingshead. Manley was, he was bad. Um, and Hollingshead scores, right? Then Dotson gives a poor giveaway. Nobody steps up and... And tries to complicate the run of Mascara, who bombs at Metonier style. And then let's see, Olam and Ibarra don't track Reggie Cannon, who like literally runs from the wing into the midfield. No midfielders follow him. Uh, he nutmegs v- Vito. Uh, Pomacol makes a run through the midfield completely unmolested. Schuler and Olam are jogging. <laughs> That's a horrible. They're trying to. Words. They they can't like Who's don't even. Midfield? They don't even try to molest him. Uh, and then Dotson comes in and leaves the winger alone. Uh, and Manly lets his man goals. Uh, Manly's chasing his, I don't ghost. Yeah, yeah. And then He's chasing uh, ghosts. And then last, Pomical runs around Dotson. Olam is just watching, and then like goes, "Oh, I forgot you were gonna try to go around." O- Olam me. left Dotson in a really. He tried to fight off two guys at once. It was yeah. not. It was not a good. I, I, I think just it's just you know again back into like last year where we had no the midfield never tracked, you know. Whether we we lived and died by by Ibsen's uh, magic back heel, back heel or magic 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 sense of not defending at all. I mean, I think that's what you get. I mean, you, no, with, Ibsen with, had defending when he would just like everyone like twice a game run run back. He would decide I'm going to do it and strip a guy of the ball and then run forward and then give it away again. Yeah, the magic magic of Ibsen. I love the man. And so I, I think it's just it's just the the understanding that you don't you, you you didn't set up that team the team to succeed at all, and all the goals that we got were due to uh, personal talent. Yeah, like the goal, like the goal, like the two goals that the brace that that Ethan Finley got. That second goal was was that's not his typical way of scoring a no. goal. Left foot chip over the keeper. Yeah, that I was mean beautiful. that was that was nice was, to it see. It was amazing. The first goal was one of the ugliest goals I've ever oh, seen. Oh yeah, yeah it, was, it was. I, Is I, it, I, it was it as bad as the Batucks goal by Rodriguez? No, oh, it was no, it was, was worse. It was worse because Miguel whiffs on it and then Batux. like heads it. Yeah, and then 
Angelo uh, whiffs. whiffs on it, and then uh, uh, Finley uh, scores. I've- you, <laughs> Miguel, I rewatched it again. Miguel's face when he scores, he's so angry yeah. because he knew that he had a chance. Yeah, and like he's, ha- I'm sure he's happy about the goal, but he yeah. was just like he knew that he had like missed his chance. I, I think when I saw that goal, I was just I was just watching it, and I just I think it just went boo, <laughs> just yeah. Like, yeah, but um, but uh, Dotson's goal. I mean, the the, the he only scores goal. bangers. He only, it's only bangers. bangers. You know, yeah, let, 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 let's just make it clear that the only person that's allowed to say bangers is Laser Beak. If Laser Beak touches it, then it's considered a banger. If you don't have any questions, just as Lizzo. Well, um, maybe Laser Beak should have a um, like you know the art or not Twitter. Uh, handle <laughs> Laserbeak should have the bangers or not, and you submit it, and then Laserbeak comes on banger. All right, I'm gonna talk to Laserbeak. Like, we'll like bang, do it. Like, yeah, it's a we'll on the, yeah, I'm sure it'll be. I'm like, gonna text. I'm gonna text Laserbeak right now. Okay, do it. Um, so I want to talk about. Uh, yeah, so Hassani Dotson, not a good game, but man, that guy scores goals. Uh, superb goal. Uh, and then Toy, Mason Toy spits on Reggie Cannon. Um, that was horrible. Uh, he That's comes bad. back and he apologizes on Instagram and he says, you know, I did not intend to spit on him, but regardless, it's despicable behavior. I'm sorry, etc. Um, uh, someone who will totally go unnamed because they're not allowed to express p- opinions like this told me, like, is it okay that... And this is not a Minnesotan person. Is it okay that I kind of love that he's that a, a potential U.S. Uh, striker is the totally total kind of shitbag who has spit on someone? <laughs> and like, I mean, this it wasn't as bad as when Dempsey tore up the, <laughs> yeah. tore up the, yeah, yeah. the booking book. Of the yeah, referee. I mean, but it's 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 a uh, it's Dempsey level of shitbaggery. Yes, that is true. Um, and and, and we all true. remember like the the first two things you remember about Mason Toy uh, last year's first year is he his first game he comes on it's a corner kick and he goes and he, just, he just shoves the yeah. dude just, and it was, it was like, the el- like the elbow yeah or something yeah. I, in the, my, elbow, the elbow to the lower region yeah, well that was so that was the red card that was yeah. the red that card, was the red so, card. No, that was yeah. like that was later his literally the first second he got on for Minnesota United he comes out and he just comes out and he just shoves the dude and I was like this this guy huh that's your librarian um, that's my <laughs> librarian uh, and then yes then he gets a red card right he's got a hothead he's a to- he's a young kid I hope that like spitting on someone is totally it's it's a bad kind of shitbaggery but um you know I I think that like look he's gonna learn his lesson uh, like with the time when he got a red card last year, right? Yeah. It was a moment when Ramirez was injured, and this was your moment to shine. You really fucked it up. Yeah. Uh, Toy, we have. Uh, I'm going to say he might get. We don't know what he'll be suspended for, but it could be like two additional games, right? Yeah. And so then he's going to miss. You know, Colorado we have, we have Colorado, Orlando, SKC, and then the Open Cup final. Like he could do something like that, and they could give him a three extra game suspension or something. Yeah. They probably won't. I think spitting in the past has been two. Yeah, but if you miss the Open Cup final because you're a, because of shit bagger, can can, then, can MLS suspend him for the Open Cup final? I don't think so. I don't oh. think so. You're right. No. You can't do can. that. So he's just MLS game. With, so he's he's in yeah. the he's yeah, in he's, the Open Cup final. He's yeah. not. He's he's just out of the next couple yeah. of games. Whatever it's time. Yeah. So I think one of the the interesting things for me because in this. And this, uh, at least for me, um, who is the leaders in these? Uh, and we question every time Quintero gets to wear the captain's armband. Yeah. I think 
out of all the times to see him come and step out and actually call him, uh, hold uh, Toy accountable for what he did, w was was really interesting. Um, and and the replay of the video. Yeah, him and Olam. And Olam both come up to him and say, "What the hell are you doing?" You know, it's like, you but but you know, but like Quintero was the one that was more visibly angry yeah. and visibly he slapped him and yeah, basically and said, like, what you, are you doing, don't man? do that. And and you know, it's interesting. Usually, when someone spits, usually like a normal spit, usually spit as you as you're going down or you yeah. spit to the ground. But he but but Toy literally turned around, found a target, and just let it go. Yeah. No. And if it landed on him, it landed or not. So, I just, yeah. so like, you know, just like Reggie Cannon said, I'm sure he's going to apologize personally, and I'm new to this, but, I mean, but that's something that you just, you just can't You just do. don't do it. I you mean, just don't do it. You know, it's, it's, not, it's not looked, it's frowned upon, but at the same, it's not, it's not great sports machine either, right? I mean, no. you, you, I, I just hope Greg Berhalter puts Toy and Reggie Cannon in this, bunk them together at the next US They'll be fine. Camp. I mean, Reggie Cannon's response was like, the most gracious thing you could see. Like, tons of respect for the kid. Yeah. He's got tons of talent. He's He did this thing. It was stupid. Everyone, he knows it's stupid. We'll all be, yeah, fine. Yeah, we'll but, be fine. Um, let me finish the segment on this question from Elam Garak, Root Beer Baron. Okay, cool. Why is a B team loss on the road to a good team a harbinger of our doom, both in terms of playoffs, hopes, and personally as humans? I think we've already talked about that. It's not. I think maybe some. I didn't see people overreacting to it. Maybe they did, but also I love Toy. But is there a danger that he's going to keep doing dickish stuff? And if so, what do we do about it? Right? Is this like, you know, we talked about? Here's three things I remember him for. They're all dickish things. Shitbaggery. But it, it it worked for Dempsey, didn't it? I Can mean, you tame the shitbaggery? I mean, Dempsey yeah. was not the the nicest of all players when he comes up on the field, but he ended up being in great. A great forward. So I mean, sometimes you have people who can score, who are not the nicest persons, and you yeah. still keep playing them. Yeah, as long as he keeps scoring goals. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, as, as, long as, he, like, as long as he like tames down the level of yeah. shit. Or, or does he just get better at not getting caught? Yeah, yeah. Just a little bit. You know. Also, Dempsey always had like the the ball hits that he would do, and yeah. Let's take a break. We've got some Twitter questions. Twitter uh, questions. It's going long, ladies and gentlemen, so buckle up. All right, 55.1 podcast. Last stretch here. Twitter questions. Uh, Miguel Cervantes says... Any insider knowledge on how on how Minnesota United and Allianz Field would navigate a home playoff game when there's a college football game on the first weekend of the playoffs? I have none. I'm just I only brought this up to say I literally have no idea. Um, Jeff Reuter's your guy for that kind of stuff. Um, uh, I do have to say I don't know which goal it is, but there seems to be a patch of. The Wonderwall goal. The Wonderwall goal. Yeah, is that it's, the one? It's, yeah. it's not in good shape. It's not in good shape. So, um, so hopefully gotta, next year, the having a full year, it'll, it'll uh, be it, it's, it's fun following Ryan Moy, the uh, yeah. the, uh, the groundskeeper on Twitter. Yes. You know, it's just, I never got so into... get that guy in the podcast. Grass. Yeah. I don't know if the team really wants any association <laughs> with me right now. Just uh, going to put that out there. Uh, Steve Lindley. Um, I, I can only get the people who like are so high up, like uh, Dr. Bill, that that like the they team, really the team can't do. tell yeah, them can't to tell not come on my podcast. <laughs> Steve Lindley says, any rumors, news on development around the stadium? If no rumors, what do you want to see? 
With development um, around the stadium? I haven't heard any new rumors other than I know that there was a movie theater that wanted, that two movie theaters, whatever, AMC is Roseville, right? So whatever yeah. the two movie yeah. theaters that are not AMC, they were interested in the idea of being an anchor tenant there. I haven't heard anything new in a while. I, I know that, that would work. Walmart wants to move out because they can't do groceries and liquor there. And so then there's a lot of things up in the air. Um, I I hope it all can happen well. But, you know, when that much money's at stake, there's not – you can't be picky as well. Because it is tough. Like the Herberger's empty and it's like, what are you going to do with this sea of parking and like – no department store is going to go into Herberger's. What do you put in a Herberger's? It's, yeah. You could put a movie theater in it, I guess. But didn't really work too much for Lava Links in, over in Roseville either. So no. Um, I just I, want more Magic Noodles. That's all I want. Magic Noodle is awesome. Everyone go to it. Uh, uh, Sasha says, "How great is Vincent Company Company for leaving Manchester City to return to Belgium to help help out Anderlecht? Also, Chelsea suck." Poor Pulisic and Tottenham <laughs> beat Man City this weekend. Lastly, Petke getting sacked. Interim coach for RSL is an old Minnesota Thunder player. I don't yes. know if you want to talk about any of those. We'll start last with Freddy Juarez, Freddy Juarez. former uh, Minnesota Thunder player. Now there's two. Two. Former, Can you name the other one? Well, Corey. Uh, isn't that the... Uh is it the FC Dallas guy? Yeah, yes. Crispin Glover uh, cosplayer. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. His um, his shirt, man. That guy, name. he had like great rolled sleeves and muscles. Yeah, uh, Luchi Gonzalez. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Luchi. Uh, um, so, any of those you want to talk about? Company, Chelsea, Pulisic, Tottenham beating Man City this weekend. That is going to be a big game. Oof. Pulisic getting schooled by Pogba though. I didn't. I got like you, bo- I mean, he got like body checked in midfield. Yeah, great. I mean, but you knew that was going to happen. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. I mean, Pulisic is trying to get time. He's trying to. He's got to get used to the EPL. The EPL is a very physical league. Yeah. In compared to the to the German league, so I think, uh, you know, I, and they, they let a lot of things slide. The referees, you know, let a lot of physical plays slide. So he's just going to have to get used to it. Just like Almiron was trying to get used to it and still getting used to it. So yeah. I think it's just one of those things that. He'll develop, and I think he'll he'll eventually make his way to the starting rotation. So, Alan Trader says the difference between Boston clam chowder and New England clam chowder. What do you think? You, so, do you know what Boston clam chowder is? I think I think they're the same thing. Okay, I've, so let's, I've, I, I I've think never heard a difference between. I the think two they're of them. different. So, tell me what Boston clam chowder should be. Boston clam chowder just hates hates the Yankees more. Okay, yeah, a little bit more racist too. Just yeah, a little. But New England's pretty fucking. It's sponsored by the Wall. I mean, Boston. So you lived there for how long? About ten years. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, for a little while. Um, It is a terrible place. Yeah. But it's great. I see. The thing is, like, we go back. My wife and I go back to visit probably once a year because we love it so much. Really? All right. Uh, If you want to talk about walkability and just. It's not drivable because not, literally not drivable. nothing about that city. Nothing makes about sense. that city is drivable. There's roads that just like you disappear. Can be, you can be across from one road, make a right, hang another right, and then you'll be on the other side of the street. And I remember going to Salem, Massachusetts, and oh, there yeah. being signs that say "roads in bad condition." And it's like you know what? You put up a literal permanent sign there. You could just fix the fucking road rather than being yeah, like, but, "No, can't no. do it." No, but I'll just put a put a sign up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What are you gonna do? Now it's uh, I love Boston, a special place in my heart, and it's you know, 
I hate the Patriots, but I love the Red Sox. So figure that one out. I, I went there for a conference once and uh, met up with some uh, Revs fans, and we went to a Boston Breakers game. They were super cool. Uh, I just think it, I think it's the most overrated city in this country, and I've said that many times on this podcast. In terms of how how heavy it looms in our like consciousness, and people talk about it, and it's like, really? I think I think I think it's like the it's I, it's overrated in terms of the uh, if you're looking at it as title town, you know, with with every single one of their sports teams that had won a championship within two years of each other the entire time that I was there, it was like. Of course, everybody's gonna hate it. Wait, the revolution? Well, the I, just, I, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I would rather spend time hanging out in like Jesus, like uh, Milwaukee, Kansas City. Say, there's a Jesus. Uh, Des Moines might even be higher. I don't even like. There's so many places cooler that aren't like. Oh, it's oh, it's another Paper. fucking Irish pub. All right, cool, great. Um, anyway, away game, away game to go see the Revs. We'll do a weekend in Boston. Okay, I'll try to and do it that suck. sometime. Yeah, uh, DHK says armchair psychology time. What explains Heath's weird obsession with MLS? Not he says MLS soccer power rankings, but I believe it's MLS.com. It's the realtor soccer power rankings. I can give my response to this. I don't know if you have any thoughts. You go first. Yeah, you go first. Well, Durkey's just gonna respond to you, so don't. Uh, my my <laughs> thought is like I'm literally, I'm literally done talking about this because, um, and I've just realized after my my last comment on it, like it does no good, right? Like, um, I've been like trying to be super positive about this team all year, and I believe that my positivity is the reason we're successful. Um, but then like I go and I see things like. Um, did, did you know that the, the the press release from the team after that da- Dallas loss was heavily rotated squad uh, loses in Dallas or whatever? Like It's things like that that are just like team-wide and Heath-centric doing this that, are, that just kind of throw players under the bus, right? Like referring to Ethan Finley and Angelo Rodriguez and Miguel Ibarra and whatever and Hassani Dotson and Brent Coleman as heavily rotated to say like, oh, well, because we were weak. That's like insulting, right? Like, and so I called out what the, uh, the, we win the, we win the Portland game. We're in a cup final. And the question is, are you tired of all the, the comparisons to Atlanta? And he's like, oh, well, you know, uh, blah, blah, blah. And then somehow it comes up to MLS dot com it's like why all you have to do is celebrate you just want a big game be happy and i know i'm just being stupid this is why i'm just i regretted tweeting it because i'm not going to change anything that stuff drives me crazy because i want to be happy and then i go read the article and there's the comments and i'm like well why the fuck why is this about you adrian heath and when we go back to the san jose like remember when he was spiking the football uh, three weeks into the game season, we've always been good, right? We just didn't have a good enough players. And it's just like, why are you throwing <laughs> your players under the bus? I mean, that, we've been to three years of this, and that's what I think. I, it's, just, it's just the thing is that I think you're looking for some sort of change, and I just, I, I've, I've never saw that. And I'm stupid all. to think that if I say, if I call it out, maybe something will change. But like it doesn't. Maybe, maybe, when you get the director of when yeah. you get the director of comms or whatever coming after you and be like, you well, you don't support the club or whatever. It's like what? No. It's like, and, and what's funny is like when players and like national media DM me and they're like, oh my god, you're totally fucking right on this, right? Like, um, I might be onto something where it's like you are. It's all about Heath, right? 
the the when I'm called out for like saying like he's not a striker whisperer like that's a myth that's been created. It's all about Heath, right? It's all about the stuff, and I want to see him come into these press conferences, and I watch most of them or some of them. I want to see him come in there and be like, "These players, they fought hard, right? Blah blah blah. They did it. This is all down to them." But it's never that. I don't. I don't think it's ever outwardly. The 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 way that he kind of goes after the power rankings or the you know certain players on the squad. The, the the negativity is never directly proportional to the positivity when it like when it's good it's like well yeah this is what it should be just be happy yeah that's it and I said before like as someone who like gets shit on uh, on and in, on the internet a lot like I would love to dunk on every uh, person who hates my bar or something like that or who said it was not going to be successful or whatever I would love to but you know what I don't fucking care. Because people are happy there, and it gives me joy to, to see that. You want to do the Jane, Silent Bob, huh? Yeah. I don't know what that means. You never seen Jane, Silent Bob, the movie? Yeah, but I don't know what the reference is. So Jane, Silent Bob meet all these, like, they, they read all these comments online oh. about their, their upcoming movie that they're making, and everyone's hating them. So they spent all their money going back and beating the crap out of every single <laughs> <thing> <laughs> like, I totally forget that movie. Anyway, yes, I would love to do that. But instead, I just like celebrate and be like, you know what? If people don't want to be a part of it, cool. The, the difference is that like me criticizing the team or thinking about the team whenever I do it or other people, it's like, we want the team to be good, right? Like, just like prove me wrong. I said that at the beginning of the season where last season I was Heath out. We come to this season and I'm like, you know what? He's our coach. I want him to prove me wrong this year. I haven't seen it yet. I want him to prove me wrong. We've talked about maybe he's proving me wrong. We still have to get to the end of the season. Right. Yeah. I think I yeah. think when the, the measuring stick is the end of the season, right? Yeah. I mean, US Open Cup final, even if we do win it, um, right? I mean that's that's great that's a great accomplishment for this for this club at this level. But I also think that at the end you don't measure that by you you don't measure successes by winning a US Open Cup. You measure successes by Having a home playoff game and actually being competitive, not winning. And, and, and this is the thing, like so. But this is the 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 only thing that I take issue with now. It's like it's it's like a moving target of of our measure measurement of success. Before the season started, it was playoff game. Playoff game was minimum for me. Right. But right. Like, right. Right. If you don't get it, you should be fired. Yeah. But to me, like an actual like. If you get you, it, you gotta you win it. Yeah, you get it, got to win it. So I, I think, like for me, it was always you need to get to the playoffs and win a game, or get a home, have a like finish third. Yeah, get to a cup final. Yeah. That's a pretty good. I would yeah. say, like, cool. You you've done it. Maybe you lost that first game in the playoff, but yeah, it it, it, it it's just, always moving. Yeah, yeah. It's I mean, and, and it should be moving. Like we're we're more successful now. You're going, oh, maybe we did underestimate them a little bit, and it should be a home playoff game. Should be the the measurement is of success for this for this team this season. I don't know. I think it's just overall. I mean, like if you're pushing for a home playoff game, you know, I mean, you, you don't you don't play this game professionally just to lose it, right? Right. Yeah. Right. The whole thing is the reason is you want to play is you want to win, right? This, this that's that's the whole purpose of this game is you want to win. You want to be one of the best. Uh, and playing at home, we have a pretty decent record of of being successful. So if you yeah. get a home playoff game, you should at least be extremely competitive, and, and if not win, you know, you know, be be darn close to doing that. I yeah. mean, that that that's the thing. I mean, I think if you do that, then it improves the chances. I mean, I personally don't know um, who are we going to be able to keep or what the wallet is going to be for this team with all the new signings that we, we have coming on and who's going to stay and who's not yeah. going to go on. I mean, I love to be able to have, I'd love to be able to see 
a Miguel Ibarra, a Tomas Chacon, a Kevin Molino, a Darwin Quintero, maybe not so much Angelo, but find somebody. Mason near, Toy. Mason, Mason Toy, right? That's, that, that five minutes. you got to put some midfielders. Yeah. No, I'm just saying, I, I just want to yeah. be able to see all those, all those names yeah. on, on a roster. Yeah. And to be able to see yeah. what else that can we create out of that, right? I mean, I think our solid, la- solid. I mean, I still think that we need to find another center back. Yeah, that that they'll be able to help us, and I, I and I want to be able to give these young loons some more chances to play. I mean, yeah. we've seen Chase has been decent, right? But I think Chase also needs to needs needs to have some some support. I think he's gonna. Wing. I, I think he's gonna fall off toward the end of the season. I, yeah, he's a I rookie. Think, he's well, you've got Moyne Bay, yeah. right? Yeah. You you put them We're in and out. As long as Chase continues to get minutes, right, and they push. But let me. Let, I'll just finish this this off to say, like, I am. I'm literally. So I'm. I like people can call me out if I break this promise, but like I'm just done talking about what Adrian Heath says in the media. It does me no good. It only brings me more annoyance. I'm just going to be, Bruce said this in response, like, I'm just getting to be the Zen thing, right? Bruce never talks about referee decisions because it, it's pointless. I'm going to stop doing it because it, it, it really just, it's just like, I'm just going to just ignore it, pretend it doesn't exist, pretend Heath doesn't exist. I don't know. But like, just, just find a meme on the Twitter search that you are, that you are comfortable with. And every time that comes up, just tweet that meme out, okay. and then everyone will know. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, oh, just a few more questions here. Michael Vraney um, says, ju- uh, this is not a question. I just want to say it just c- to say I think he's wrong. Just want to point out <laughs> that every Making border- it about you now. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, but that every borderline player for the Loons basically proved why they won't be back next year. Rasmus, Kalman, Manly, Abu, Martin, and Olam did themselves no favors whatsoever versus Dallas. Maybe even Miguel, too. I, oh, go I back to our conversation. Yeah. I think that that I think no. that that is not. I think that that's overblown. I, th- I I I think like as you pointed it out, and I think we talked about it. They you know this was an L drawn up, and the way that the formation and the way that the the roster was set up, it like like you stated before, this was not a game where you put players to to be able to succeed, and I think that yeah you know you. You you have one of those games. You you draw those thing ups and you try to figure out if you win or not. So do I think Miguel is on the way out? I mean, we've talked about on this podcast a lot about how he's not being put in his in his more productive position right now. He's being put more. He's got more of a defensive role, and you can totally tell because every time he's always helping out Chase or he's trying to cover up spots on and that and that. Well, side. And he got a, an assist this game. Yeah, yeah. I and, mean, and, that's, and, 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 that's, and that's I thought positive. was I thought he was like not very good. But he was not bad. He was just okay. Um, I th- but again, who was good in this game other than Ethan Finley? Just Ethan Finley, yeah. right? Like, yeah. Uh, and 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 so I think that like Miguel, if Miguel's gone in the, in the winter, I'm I'm gonna be livid. You know, I'm just like obviously I've got a lot uh, invested in in a player like that. I, I, I know him, um, but like. He's also just like he means so much to this team, and the, seeing the way Christian was like basically just shunted off for, well, he'll make us available. Like just the the language used about how he uh, was, you know, we need the we need these tools to be able to do other things. And, and, it, and it's not that they're wrong about that, it, but no. it's from the business perspective. It, but it's like the messaging could yeah be yeah little, right. could be a little bit more clear and thinking about the legacy yes. and, and the history of the team. I, I just mean, I just don't think cash that rules, you, buddy. If you take away, if you take away Miguel, who else fills in that role? 
to do all that defensive work that he's been doing. This I, I can't we'll find see. anyone. Yeah. No one on this roster. roster. Yeah. Uh, on this current roster, I can't find anyone who who would even, the only person I can think of that might be able to try to do that is a Colin Martin. But we know Colin Martin doesn't do that kind no. of. Look, so yeah, ooh. no. Just looking at this li- that that list, I don't I don't think Schuler's back next year. No. I mean, there was there was talk about his mandatory military service and yeah, and he, he said in in an article like yeah, I'm I'm prepared like, to go. Didn't Lottie's gone? Right. I mean, no one. Hey, Elisa, how do you like the Don Lottie? <laughs> uh, I mean, I do think I don't think Coleman's gone. Coleman no. doesn't cost that much. I think he um, absolutely, you know, he saved a ball off the line. I think he's he's a, he again. It's like losing him so that you can replace him with. I don't know, whatever. Uh, maybe it would help Almsberg come through, and if that was worth it, maybe. But uh, yeah, I, I, here's one thing. I got a really funny text from somebody who pretty much said, you know, I really miss Eric Miller at this moment. And I think I was at the at, at the fourth goal, <laughs> and I was like, you know, I was like, you know, it's it's I, I can see that. Um, I wish him the best, but at the same time, I just I just don't know he, he if he would have been able to. To, to do anything, to he would have been better than Carter Manley. Though, yeah, he would have right? been better like, than Carter Manley. That's so true. he's he, if if you've got your backup and you've got Carter Manley and you've got Eric Miller, like Eric Miller could have walked into that or walk in on the left and let the, uh, Hassani Dotson go to the right or Chase Casper on the left, Eric Miller on the right, and then you get Hassani in the middle. Yeah, fifty thousand. Um, uh, so uh, this this week, I'm still uh, mad about that. Midweek, we've got um, Colorado Rapids. Uh, and then this weekend, Saturday, right? Um, Orlando City. These are the last two winnable games, right? I mean, basically, after that, it's Sporting KC. It's the Open Cup Final. It's LAFC. It's Houston Dynamo. So that'll be a... Um, uh, uh, I should have planned my vacation for uh, for then to, to go see a game in Houston. Um, and then Real Salt Lake, Portland, another Sporting KC game, uh, another LAFC game, and then Seattle Sounders, right? Certainly, those are winnable in there, right? Houston Dynamo are not doing great. Sporting KC are just mired in their own shit right now. But, like, those aren't the same as playing Colorado Rapids in Orlando City, right? Yeah. Um, two teams ridden with the plague for two different reasons, right? Plague Prairie Dogs in Colorado and Orlando just being a shitty team. Um, and so... Um, we have to win these two games, get six points, and then, you know, ride to the end of this season. Uh, hopefully, if we lose in the Open Cup final or if we win in the Open Cup final, it doesn't like, right? There's so much mental energy involved in that 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 doesn't mess you up for all these other games. But at least we have a th- we're playing a Thursday and then the Tuesday Open Cup final and then a Sunday, right? So it is yeah. a good break there. Yeah. But. It, it, it's going to be a tough run. I mean, when I when I looked at the at the schedule at the beginning of the season, I was like, "You got to be kidding me!" Yeah, like just just stacking Kansas City and LAFC twice in that what that last month six yeah. weeks. It's like that's going to be do or die for us in terms of definitely in terms of home playoff game. Yeah, I mean, I I think do or die is now. I mean, I think you need to win these two games. If you don't win these two games, then 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 you make it extremely hard to be even you know. Make it, make it even possible to having a home playoff game. I mean, you might be able to make it to the playoffs. It depends on, on how the Timbers are doing because yeah. they're, they're 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 firing. Now. It's not going to be easy, right? Like no, it's not. I mean, you got Seattle, and then 
And Seattle's not playing the greatest, but they're also not at full strength anyways. And Jordan Morris is is being effective on that team. So I, I'd be curious to, to go back because I haven't compared to the other the other schedules for the for the other teams that are directly below us and see what the difficulty level is for them. But I'd be very curious to see what how all of that stacks up and if they're all going to try to knock each other off and it could be an yeah. advantage to us. Yeah. Um, let me finish on this one thing. Um, have you guys ever listened to the the uh, BS show, the Benny and Sal show? That Ike Parra is a guest on. Oh my god! No, no. Is it, is this, is it is really funny. Is so it is. So it is. the last episode they have Wando the on. Thing? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. The last episode they have Wando on, and it's it's the four it's four. I mean, they're professional athletes, right? Total bros, and they're really funny. And they do this, and then they ask they ask Wando, all right, who's the who's the who's the player you least want to uh, defender you least want to go up against, and the player you most want to go up against in defense. And then one of them's like, and he's like, I don't want to say. And he's like, well, you put up four goals on Chicago Fire, so it might be one of them. And he's like, I don't, I don't, do I really have to say his name? <laughs> like, no, you do, you do. And he's like, okay, I guess I'll say Francisco Calvo. And, and like, it is really funny. And then, and the Ike at one point is like, hey, man, because he's like, well, he's your former teammate. He's like, I only played with him for like four days, whatever. Like, it's, not like that. it's such a funny conversation. It is a good show. It's a good and, show. Uh, like, it just, it, it, like, yeah. it makes you, it's like for two years, myself included, kept on saying like he's our most, one of our most talented players, right? Behind Ibsen. Calvo <laughs> is someone we are going to sell, sell for. And like. You failed on that he's one. He's not good. He's like obviously no. talented, but he's not good. No. You, you remember this whole like uh, um, Twitter conversation about what 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 being a crack means in in, in South America, right? El crack, yeah. Okay. Actually, give that people people need to know. They, they so need. then like so then like so then like I was uh, and and, and uh, I, I tweeted this to Bruce because um, that was part of the conversation. Um, there's in Cabo's Instagram story. Someone referred to him as a as as a, as a crack player, right? And so like as a crack layer? No, no, as a, as a player. Like he's the, oh, he's crack like player. A really good, okay, he's a yeah, really yeah. good player. Like yeah, yeah, Being yeah. being un, 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 un crack means that you are like above quality. You're a really good star. You're like an upcoming star. You know, you you're amazing in that kind of sense, right? And so then like I took I took a screenshot and I, and I sent it over to Bruce and I said, yeah, that's not my definition of crack. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. So, but yeah, that's the definition. Like, I mean, the definition of, of, of a player who's un crack is, is someone who is extremely talented. He's amazing. He's a game changer. Um, and that's what people are saying of Tomas Chacon. I mean, the other comparison that I have of that is, you know, Teofilo Cubillas. If anyone knows any Peruvian football, Teofilo Cubillas is one of the best players uh, probably coming out of South America in that era of the 70s. So. And you'd say un crack, not el crack? Uh, you can say el crack. Uh, it depends on the... On the um, I guess the tone of the sentence, or okay. what the subject subject is, or who the subject is. So, but yes, it's just the that the then the crack aspect of it is just that it's it's like you're breaking through. It's like a crack of the yeah. So. All right. Well, there's the crack for you, everyone. Uh, Corey, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me, uh, Rodrigo. As always, great. We'll get you back. Uh, it's it's fun talking to you, and and you can always like look at my um set up here and tell me how to set it up better. Um, yeah, we'll uh, we'll get, I guess we'll see you all Wednesday, and then we'll see you Saturday, and then we'll see you again. And um, thank you. Bye. <laughs>